to another episode of Java and Jesus with Kathy. Thanks for joining me today. The title of the episode is At the Feet of Jesus. And we are going to be looking at a story about two sisters, Mary and Martha, their experiences having Jesus in their home as a guest. So this is in a journal from fall 2016. And the scripture portion is Luke 10, 38 to 42 message translation and let's begin as they continued their travel Jesus entered a village a woman by the name of Martha welcomed him and made him feel quite at home she had a sister Mary who sat before the master hanging on every word he said but Martha was pulled away by all she had to do in the kitchen later she stepped in interrupting them Master, don't you care that my sister has abandoned the kitchen to me? Tell her to lend me a hand. And Master said, Oh, Martha, dear Martha, you're fussing far too much and getting yourself worked up over nothing. One thing only is essential, and Mary has chosen it. It's the main course, and it won't be taken from her. End of reading. So here's my little thought about Mary and Martha. Lord, you already know that as much as I understand the importance of choosing the essential, which is you first, in my mind, I always ask the question of, well, who will get the food ready? Help me to find the balance so that I serve when it is right to do, but don't miss out or neglect spending time with you because of the work that needs to be done. You are showing me now that you are the Lord of both Mary and Martha. You are my Lord when I sit at your feet, and my Lord when I serve at your feet. Jesus, you are the Lord of all. Let's go back and take a look at some of these things that stood out to me at the time when I wrote this. A couple of words. Main course. Our relationship and time spent with Jesus is the main course. So coming back to keeping the main thing, the main thing. And when we're looking at scripture in context, that's what we're always trying to pull out. What is the main thing here? One of the mistakes sometimes when we're interpreting scriptures is we'll take a minor thing and make it a major and a major thing and make it a minor. And it's something we want to avoid doing. Another tool that you can use when you're trying to dig deeper into a scripture is look at another version. So let's do that right now. So this is out of NIV and it's verse 42. But few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. So the switch in the main emphasis there is better in the message translation it was main course but we can see that there is definitely emphasis on time spent with Jesus is the higher thing everything else that comes after our service to him that comes as a result of that connection and relationship with him so this then is the challenge of knowing how and when to avoid the frustrations and misunderstandings that come up when we're out of balance. Mary was sitting at his feet. Martha was getting all flustered and frustrated in the kitchen serving, and that is not a good look. So the question that came to my mind then was, so God, what should it be then, sitting or serving? And I felt like his answer was yes. So I think he does want us to do both, and that is our challenge, to do it in a way 
that he is going to be glorified. It's not an either or. We have to spend time with him sitting at his feet, and we also need to figure out ways to serve him in a balanced way. I like to use this analogy of a road with two ditches on either side. And uh, we want to stay centered, right? We don't want to fall off the ditch into one side or the other. So let me give you an example about this. If all we were going to do was just sit at the feet of Jesus and we don't do anything else, we're just always there in, in that moment, that might be described as somebody who is so heavenly minded They're of no earthly good. You know, what does that do? Does that draw people to Jesus? I don't know if it does. I don't think so. What about the other side? And this is something I've also witnessed where people are so busy serving God that they're almost neglecting their other responsibilities, their primary responsibilities, like their family or their job. And so if we're trying to be a light in the world, if we're trying to present something that is an alternative to the world, something that's attractive, we have to be balanced. Also, just to make a distinction, there is a difference between being balanced and being perfect. Nobody has that expectation that we're going to get it right every time, but we can't be getting into a state like Martha and getting so flustered that it's just not coming across well at all. So how can we get that balance right then? I think the only way that we can really do that is with intention to do so. It's not just going to happen on its own. You have to have a plan. So Matthew 6.33 is a good scripture. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. You can see in that scripture, seek first the kingdom. So that's the main thing. And then The rest is going to come into place. When it comes to something like giving, for example, you have to be intentional to do so. If you're going to tithe and give that first 10% of your income to the Lord, it's not going to happen just because you went to church on a Sunday that suddenly the money is going to jump out of your purse and into the offering plate. You need to make the decision. You have to be intentional to do so. Another little tip here for you in interpreting scripture. Sometimes it's good to look at both the Old Testament and the New Testament. Here is an example found in 2 Chronicles 18 verse 4. But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, First, seek the counsel of the Lord. So they had a decision they needed to make, and he thought that's a good place to start, and I agree. A couple more basics on scripture interpretation. So we've talked about look at different versions, try looking in both the Old Testament and the New Testament, how often something is mentioned obviously shows us the emphasis that it's been given. So if there's a verse, for example, like an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth, it's one time in the Old Testament. It's not in the New Testament. It's not anywhere else. So that might be one that comes under some of the others where, you know, we're not to hurt people, right? It's not the plan. That's not the one that we should be quoting when somebody's hurt us. Well, an eye for an eye. Anyway, so you get what I mean, I think, pretty clear there. 
So let's get back to this being intentional. And one way that I found of being intentional is in writing lists, writing things down. And that works for both our sitting experiences with Jesus as well as our practical side of life, preparing for things and serving all of that. In fact, I am so dedicated to my list. I pretty much always have one list going. I seen a meme that I thought was kind of funny on the list was find yesterday's list. Ha ha. Then I know I'm even embarrassed that I'm going to share this with you, but I've even already done something and then I've wrote it down on my list just so that I could have the pleasure of scratching it out. So that's, that's where I'm at with lists. You know, one thing when we are taking that moment to sit with God, this is where my journaling has really helped me listen to the Lord and just kind of focus in and be intentional. Sometimes he brings me to a scripture or a theme or a topic and even at times a personal challenge. And I shared that testimony of how this whole podcast started. It's kind of a twofer. It's me spending time in his word and also attempting to serve him by getting his word out to more people. The other thing that I found too sometimes when I'm sitting with the Lord is he's going to bring somebody to mind and it's like send that person a text or reach out or oh this or that. And so when you have a piece of paper handy just write it down and then you can get to it later. Okay I'm going to switch gears here and I am going to share an experience from somebody else so you get some other perspective. And this is somebody who I've known for a very long time. Her name is Barb Shaw. And if you ever met us, we are very different people and yet very close friends. She is somebody I met working at Eastside Christian Academy right when the school began, so over 25 years ago. And we didn't know that there was some connections from our past until one Christmas concert when we had invited our families because our kids were in the school. And you invite the grandparents to come see And all of a sudden, my mom looked at her mom, and they recognized each other. These two ladies were both from Germany, and it turned out that my mom took over Barb's mom's housekeeping job because she had a baby. And so how how neat is that, that there were some links going back that far? And so Barb's family, there's five sisters and one brother, and I have no sisters, and so they have kindly adopted me into their family, and it means a lot to me. She has given me permission to share part of a special challenge that God gave her during a season in her life. And I'm going to read what she wrote down since we're talking about lists and writing things down. And so here it goes. This is Barb speaking. While going through a dry spell and low faith period in my life, I decided to go through the New Testament from Romans to Jude highlighting scriptures that seemed important for everyday life. Once I was done, this became my reading every night, which of course increased my faith and brought me out of my slump. Then I typed these scriptures out for myself as well as my family and friends. Wow, Barb, that was so good. And I remember you giving me a copy of that. It is one of those things that I appreciate about her that she really presses into the Lord and is trying to grow in her faith as well. 
and people are different. And so in her case, she just literally copied out scripture. And that's an awesome tip. Sometimes just buying a journal and looking at all those blank pages can be really daunting. Where do I start? And so that's a recommendation right there. Just start by writing out your favorite scriptures and praying them. You'll be surprised how things suddenly start to flow even by just starting with a scripture. Okay, so we've got the serving side of practicality of running lists, right? You're going to put together a grocery list. You're going to figure out the things that you need to get done. In this case, we have a story about Jesus as a special guest. And we don't know if there was a lot of advance notice there or not, but we know it started well, because when we read that portion of scripture, it literally said, Martha welcomed him and made him feel quite at home. So she got she got a good start there. Good for you. Martha but then something kind of went off the rails she kind of got distracted and worse yet she got frustrated and in Martha's defense she couldn't exactly just order in a pizza maybe there was though other things she could have done just to be more prepared and so I have uh, from years ago some kind of ladies event that I did and I had to prepare a little message on the art of hospitality so I Pull that out and I'm going to share the attributes of hospitality with you now. It was based on an acrostic, so I wrote the word hospitality down the side of the page and then I began. H is for home. Most of us have one, but Jesus often was away from his. Follow the example he set and be hospitable wherever you are. O, open heart. You demonstrate God's love to those he sends you by sharing yourself with an open heart. S. Servant attitude. Be ready to use whatever gifts you have to serve others humbly, like Christ. That's found in 1 Peter 4.10. P. For preparation. We'll help your guests feel special, anticipate their needs, and make plans to accommodate them. I imagination. Be creative, have flexibility, use what you have and try new things. Enjoy the process. T. Touch someone. Reach out, extend an invitation. You can touch someone by caring and by connecting. A. Availability. Always allow God the opportunity to use you, perhaps to offer hospitality even to strangers. That's found in Hebrews 13 too. And if you read the full scripture, it says, and by doing so, you might have even entertained angel. That's something to think about. L, loving. Loving the unlovely. Another scripture here, Matthew 25, 34. Whatever you did for the least of these, you did it unto me. And that was Jesus speaking. I is for interested. Draw others out by showing an interest in them and their life, job, family, ministry. Basically, let people talk. Don't you do all the talking. That's something I have to watch. T for time. Give your time wisely. Balance is key in order to not become weary in doing well. That's from Galatians 6, 9. And that was what was happening to our dear sister Martha. She was becoming weary in doing well and getting frustrated. So we want to avoid that. And finally, the letter Y. You need to begin. We are all called to demonstrate hospitality. Be doers of the word, not just hearers. 
and that is found in James 1.22. I hope that little run-through on the art of hospitality helped somebody. I think the main thing is just to try to enjoy people, and they're more concerned about connecting with you than looking at your home decor. That said, if you are on a time crunch and you know you've got company coming, it's probably a best plan to clean your bathroom rather than worry about a few dust bunnies on the bookshelf. Okay, Uh, so I think at this point, let's get into a summary and some things that we need to ask ourselves. The question is, how am I sitting and how am I serving? We should all have an answer for both of those things. And that's the good news. You can be intentional and make some changes if God is prompting you to do so. One thing that I didn't mention earlier, and I'm going to end with this. First things first, I like to sometimes when I'm sitting with Jesus, put on a song of worship just to get myself starting to connect with him. And I heard this song a while ago that just really touched my heart and I want to share it with you. The lyrics really are incredible. And it's called Jesus Have It All by Jeremy Riddle. Jesus have my heart, my will, my soul. Jesus have my hopes, my dreams, my world. With joy I lay it down, with joy I cast my crowns. Jesus have it all. To bring my praise, my lips, my song, a living sacrifice as one reborn. Your life is now my own. Your will is what I want. Jesus, have it all. And it goes on, Jesus, have it all. Jesus, have it all. Too bad I couldn't sing it for you, but that would have probably been more distracting than anything. But I encourage you to look it up on YouTube, and I know you'll be blessed by it. So you can make that decision today. You can be that friendly person, that person who's generous of heart, and make a difference in someone else's life this week. And one new thing I want to share with you people is I now have an email. It is jnjwithkathy at icloud.com. So if anybody wants to reach out to me, that's another way you can do that. I hope you're sharing this podcast with other people and let's spread his word together. Bye for now and blessings to you. I hope you have a fantastic week.